Hey there, and welcome to an exciting episode of The Honest Teacher. My name is Lunchbox. I am a special education teacher in the heart of the Midwest. I've been a special education teacher now for 12 years. Um, And I've been doing this podcast for, I'm going to say the past two years. Um, I started this podcast because I wanted to vent and I wanted to share some of my ideas and I wanted to let other teachers know that no matter what kind of shit day you may be having, there's other people out there that are having just a shitty day. You know, I, I see Pinteresty teachers and Etsy teachers and teachers pay teachers, teachers who just spread this bullshit positivity like if you just fucking smile everything will be okay and everyone loves their fucking students and you know what that's not that's not fucking reality um reality is this this job is a job and it's really fucking hard really really fucking hard and if you can accept that and if you can come to terms with the fact that it can be a sloth at times. You'll do fine. Um, but it's not just all fucking rainbows and kittens and fucking everyone loves each other. That's just bullshit. Um, so if you go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes, you will hear that. Uh, I do try to give advice. I really do because I've been doing this for a long time. And a lot of what I do has worked to the point that I've been asked to be a mentor to other teachers. So, um there's some truth in some of the shit that I say. Um, I have tried, I tried a couple days ago to record an episode coming back to school and some uh, ideas for coming back, but my new microphone was like really kind of choppy and stuff, so uh, hopefully today's is a little better. Um, so let's get at it. Um, I've been back in school now for about four days from the break. Um, Before we left the break, I was informed that I would have three new students. We, like most schools, have had a lot of teachers leave. And we had a teacher that had a difficult class and she left at the break. Uh, She couldn't do it anymore and she left. And I actually mentored this teacher a little bit and she just, she could not cope with the caseload um she she had been an aide before so she kind of knew coming in but she would try to plan these most the just the most elaborate shit she would try to she would try to put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag and it just never worked she would be there until five o'clock every single night and she, she burned out she honestly burned out and I have, I tried to talk to her, try to tell her that she doesn't have to do everything. She doesn't have to do 15 things in a day. That as long as she does four and she does them well, the kids will be fine. And I guess she had a higher standard than that of herself. She wanted to do more than that. And she kept trying to make it work and it just couldn't work. And what I'm finding out from her students and the students that 
my neighbor has gotten from her because we all we had the two of us had to take on her caseload is that while she was trying to do really amazing lessons she was really trying to plan really amazing stuff to do with her students she was totally lacking on the behavior management side um these kids have been like feral cats and it's it's honestly been incredibly disruptive to our classrooms because we have had a rhythm with our students we have our own battles with our students and now we get these new students who honestly are not a fit right now because they just do not have any requisite prerequisite skills of being in a classroom um I gotta tell you, for Monday and Tuesday of this week, today is, I'm recording on a Thursday, I had a student, my new student from her class, that just just screamed like an animal, literally, for the seven hours he was there. Um, he got naked multiple times, completely naked, second grader, and um, he urinated in my room. So I've had two students urinate in my room this year, which is great. Um, Yesterday was a better day for him. He came in and um, actually did all his work, did everything he was supposed to. So I don't know if he just needed a couple of days to uh, cope or if yesterday was an oasis, but I will fucking take it. Um, when, you, when we get students that act like this, it's almost impossible to plan. And I have not planned a thing all week and I won't for today and tomorrow. Um, I just I can't because trying to plan when you have students that are going to disrupt the entire thing. One, you, you plan all this stuff and it doesn't work and then the students are hurt and then it's, it's, it's awful for the teacher as well because you, when we plan, we put so much emotion into what we do because we honestly want students to do well and when the student when we can't deliver those plans we feel like failures and it's it's really hard so I have not been able to do anything I told my wife yesterday that for the first day since we got back for sessions since before the break I was able to clean off my desk a little bit and that's kind of like the second step of being able to breathe a little bit because I have to clean my mental shit out first and then I can clean my physical space and I was able to do that a little bit yesterday because as soon as one I got this one student calmed down the other one stepped up to the plate and really accelerated his crazy so I I had to deal with that but it wasn't as demonstrative it wasn't getting naked and peeing so that's good um I have a female student I have not had a female student in the last 11 years I had uh, female students my first two years when I was a resource teacher and then in my self-contained behavior class um, but when I got moved out of the behavior school I've been in the autism program essentially for the last uh, nine years um, it's worked out that I haven't had any female students um, they just haven't gone through my program I've had a couple that have been younger that were about to come to me that the parents moved or homeschooled or for whatever reason, it just never worked out that I had a female student. And the only reason I have a female student now is because the other, the other teacher quit. So, but 
and I was telling my wife yesterday that my I gotta tell my aides to be careful with me because she's already wrapping me around her finger and I'm letting her get away with more than what I do to the other students. Not much, but just a touch more. Um, because she's just a fucking adorable. Um, she's not a jerk. And I, I think it's going to get to me. Because I'm so used to jerks. All the boys are jerks. They're just jerks. They're jerk-offs. They're pricks. They're just bad. And not this girl. She is just... She's not there. But she's not a jerk. Um, so that's kind of been like that and so she's been there for the last two days and she's getting the work done she's so low like I've got students that are reading at second grade level and she's honestly identifying letter shapes and that's 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 difficult because I have to plan around all that I've got now in my one classroom I've got students that are identifying letter shapes and students that are doing division like this is the the main the big difference and so I have to plan for all that and that's why I haven't had time to do a lot of planning because you have to see where they are first you know I can read an IEP even a poorly written one like the ones I've gotten from this teacher um you can read an IEP and kind of get to know a student but you don't really know them until you see them and I'm seeing just how why the uh, abilities are in my classroom now and it's really frustrating um, and that's been good for me to kind of take a step back this week and just print off generic stories and generic packets and just let the kids be um, so I can see where they are um, but the important thing that I've done this week that you have to do as a teacher too is set those expectations set the parameters of behavior in your classroom, what you will, what you will accept and what you won't accept. Um, let the students know what their learning environment has to be. And that's, I gotta say, 90% of what I do is just setting that behavior. And as long as you can get the behavior kind of squared away, then you can start learning. If you've got wild and out behavior, there's no learning that can be done because the students are more focused on their behavior than their academics. So. I've been really struggling with that because it's just a wild bunch. Uh, my, my neighbor has as well. And we are basically taking these, like I said, feral cats and training them how to be house cats. And it's not, it's not going to be an easy process. And we're in fucking January. So we're basically starting over. And that's frustrating. It really is. Um, but so that's where I am with my classroom. And I hope you are as well coming back and not expecting too much of yourself don't expect too much of yourself because um, you also have to get back in the the swing of how to be a leader in a classroom you haven't done it for two weeks most likely um, and then plus we're coming back we're coming back into a world with covid and you know i don't know about your area but in my area the the amount of cases is increasing again because it's so easy to spread now and we have school districts that are going remote really because once the teachers go down there's no subs um, and this is what a lot of the people in the the general public don't understand they see that schools are closing and they think it's just because we don't want to work and it's not really the case people haven't been paying attention that 
uh, substitute teachers. No one wants to do that because it's not worth enough to get sick. And so when you've got three, four teachers in a building that go down and you have no subs for them, you've got upwards of 100 students that don't have teachers. And if they don't have teachers, you got you to gotta shut down. And that's crazy. And this is kind of where a lot of our buildings are at. And, and so we have that on top of that. And every day it's and this is the time of year where we should be talking about snow days every day instead of are we going to be taking off? And so that adds an extra layer of frustration, an extra layer of confusion, because you don't know where you're going to be in next week. And as we all know, remote learning is is awful. It was really fun for like a week. It was like, yeah, I don't have to put on pants, you know? Yeah, I can just give them fucking crossword puzzles to do and thumb the fuck off. And no, not when you're a special ed teacher. It's really fucking hard. And I saw my students do remote, my own, my own children do remote learning. And kids are assholes on remote learning. Let's be honest. There's a lot of asshole kids that make it really hard for teachers. Um, you know, if you're a non-teacher listening to this, which I hope you are, um, Give your teacher friends some grace because it's not easy doing remote learning. We don't want to be at home. We want to be in our classrooms because we can actually manage the kids. It's hard to manage a kid when you see them on a two-inch fucking rectangle uh, and then they're surrounded by their douchebag friends at home and their parents don't have time to work with them. And ugh, ugh. Um, So this is kind of like everything that's been going on. Um, I think I've... I've talked about, yeah, I have. Uh, I've talked about my struggles with anxiety recently. And talking with a therapist has been helping. Um, I, I, I might need to start going on some sort of a medication because I have noticed that when I do get into a, uh, a kind of like an anxiety attack, it's really hard for me to come out. Um, I can tell you that like CBD has been helping me. I got some free bottles several months ago of capsules that if I take one in the morning, if I'm feeling anxious that day, it really mellows me out. But CBD is incredibly expensive. Um, and I'd rather take a low dose med if that would help. Um, I don't like to be anxious. I've never been, I've never, well, I have been, I just have not paid attention to and understood my anxiety before. I've always felt it was just because I was getting ready for the day and that's not it. It's, I am incredibly worried about the day and I am giving myself negative self-talk that I can't do it, that it's all my fault, that it's going to go bad, that I'm not a good teacher. And I've had so many, so many parents and students tell me that I made an incredible impact on their lives because because of how I teach and I'm still not ready to believe it. Um, I, I still think it's so worried that it's, I'm going to be found out as a fraud, but I'm getting better. Um, and that's weird. That's weird because, um, I've succeeded in this career field. I've utterly succeeded. And here I am thinking that I'm a step away from losing my job and I'm telling you it's because of that it's because I've that, that DCFS complaint I know it is because it just hit me like a rock because I didn't do it 
you know, that's and the the parent just lied, and I thought, okay, um, but that's that's the first episode back. I'm hoping that I can have some more good news to tell you next week. I have some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pike um, that I can begin to talk about, but I had to get this first episode out. So um, I hope that you are doing well in your own lives. I hope that professionally you are doing well and I want you to remember to go out there, continue to kick that ass. You are an amazing teacher. You make incredible impacts on your students and we need you. We need you out there and we appreciate it. Thank you.